0: Welcome to the Matt Morgan Coaching Podcast. The fact that you're listening means you're ready to be inspired and empowered to take your life, love, and leadership to the next level. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to a brand new podcast. This is Matt Morgan, and today's episode, number 11, is titled Wisdom for Everyday Life. When you think about wisdom, what do you think about? There's knowledge, And then there's wisdom. Wisdom is applied knowledge. And the way this topic came to birth was, I remember talking to a parent not too long ago, and we were talking about how we raise our kids and how we were raised from our own parents. I don't know about you, but my dad would say things like, because I said so, this is why you do it. When I would ask a question, well, why, why, why? Because I said so. (laughs) And I was talking to this other parent and they're like, how long should we say those words? Should we say those words? And we got into a discussion and a dialogue about because I said so. And I said, Hey, for me, at least, I mean, that worked until I was like, you know, three. And then (laughs) I felt like my parents and I, as a parent want to be able to help my child understand bigger things than just because I said so. Yes, there's authority and peace that comes from an authority figure, but there's also something about what's the reason, like help me understand and grow and be wise. And out of this came an entire can of worms of conversations that I thought would be, fascinating for us in everyday life, regardless of where you're at in your journey, regardless of where you're at in your age, wisdom is the topic at hand. Who doesn't want to grow in wisdom, right? It's pretty cool. When you look at wisdom from the ancient world, it was always personified as a she, (laughs) wisdom is a her and all the women are like yeah of course we already know this it talks about in the ancient world how desire nothing else bigger or more precious than rubies other than wisdom you see wisdom nothing that you could desire can compare with her wisdom is an amazing thing and when you think about wisdom there are actually three movements within wisdom three developments of wisdom if you will that transcendent transcend our worlds. And the way this is going to work, these three are just this. I want to unpack them. But first, I'm going to tell you what they are. The first one's called pre-conventional wisdom. The second one's called conventional wisdom. And the third is called post-conventional wisdom. So pre-conventional, conventional, conventional, and post-conventional wisdom. Now, what's the difference? Let's start with the first one, pre-conventional wisdom. This is the three-year-old who says, no, uh uh-uh, never ain't gonna happen right people call it the terrible twos and all the parents are like no no no, it's the threes right parents <laughs> pre-conventional wisdom is unaware that there is a way things are properly done like we go potty in the toilet not our pants pre-conventional wisdom refuses though to conform to that norm it stands at a distance and refuses to play by the rules and every parent knows the realm of pre-conventional wisdom right parents i mean if you're trying to introduce them to a better way of being, pre-conventional wisdom says, "Mm -mm, no, nope. Not going to do it. It stands at the distance. It stops its feet. It shakes its head. And it rubs peanut butter in its hair. (laughs) This, of course, actually doesn't just apply to kids, which we'll learn more in a minute. But that's the first. The second is called conventional wisdom. And conventional wisdom is the rules. It's how things work. It's how they operate. It's what we've agreed upon, what is proper behavior within our specific tribe. Sometimes conventional wisdom is spoken and outlined and written out. And sometimes it's not. It's just picked up in that particular tribe of how we do things. For example, when you greet someone in the American culture, what do you do? You shake their hands. But if you go to the Middle East, men hold each other's hands. And if you go to France, they kiss each other when they greet. It's not written or spoken. It's just modeled through behavior within those particular tribes. Conventional wisdom is about the establishment, the tradition, the policy, the group think, the party line or the group, right? Conventional wisdom is the way we do it. Institutions, faith traditions, neighborhoods, families generally have a center of gravity in terms of consciousness. Like there's a general sense in the community on the way things are and the way things get done. So there's this cohesiveness on what is appropriate and what is not. So let's go back to parenting. When you're teaching your kids to do things like, you know, make their beds, we say things like, hey, we make our beds in the morning. Or perhaps you have middle schoolers and you say, hey, middle schooler, we take showers around here, like more than once every two weeks. Before we go to bed at night or in the morning, we brush our teeth. What we're doing is helping your child move from pre-conventional wisdom to conventional wisdom. You're essentially saying there is a way we conduct ourselves, care for ourselves, and relate to others in the world. And here's how it works. So, I mean, right now, we're trying to teach our daughter that when she meets people to smile, shake their hands, say their name when she shakes their hand, respond to them when they ask questions, say things thank you for meals and show gratitude for her experiences. I mean, you think about grammar, how to hold a pencil, how to take out the trash, how to stand in line and not cut, how to drive and navigate the roads. This, friends, is just some of many more things parents do to help a child move from pre-conventional to conventional wisdom. Now, that leads us to the third thing, which is post- Conventional wisdom. Because sometimes, friends, the group think is totally whacked sometimes the way everybody does it isn't the way that should be done. It's like sometimes maybe everybody's lost their ever-loving mind. Everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid. Sometimes what we do is we teach our kids to challenge the norms. Like think about those phrases we use like peer pressure and swimming upstream and sometimes everybody's going to do it that way but you go a different direction. And then sometimes with your kid, you're both teaching them how things are done conventionally and yet trying to move them to post-conventional wisdom in the same breath. Like for example, right now, we teach our daughter, hey, do you want to wear this dress or this dress in the morning, right? And then she comes up with, I like option three, the one that you didn't communicate. And I also have solution four, five, and six as well. (laughs) So there is sometimes where we're like, no, 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 you need to understand that you get these two options and then you're going to move within this conventional structure. And yet at the same time, there are these dimensions in life with this creative genius she has to come up with other solutions that is so beautiful and will leverage her and take her so far in the world that we say, well done. And there is this tension between conventional and post-conventional wisdom that we operate. like Right now, she's learning how to color within the lines. She needs to do that. But then there's going to be a moment in life where she's going to learn a post-conventional aspect where we encourage her that lines are sometimes just guidelines that need to be broken. Sometimes we say, that the rules are this, this, and this. And yet at the same moment, we need to say to her, you know what? I know everybody says that's the rule, but you go ahead and break that rule, girlfriend, because it's a lame rule. Sometimes you're saying, this is how we do things and also teaching them, well, this is what everybody does. But you go ahead and say, no, you do it a different way. So resist conventional wisdom, not From a pre-conventional state of awareness, but a post-conventional state of awareness. Now, a couple of thoughts on this that are very important. Lean into what I'm about to say. The first one is this. Regarding rules, to break the rules, you first need to learn The rules. This is true in art. This is true in business. This is true in academics. This is true in many many trades, crafts, art forms, relationships, and just ways of interacting with people. So, for example, there's a guy named Malcolm Gladwell who introduced us several years ago of the idea of ten thousand hours to be an expert at anything. Often, friends, we have to put our ten thousand hours of conventional wisdom before we're ready for post-conventional wisdom. Wisdom comes from experience, and experience. comes from a lack of wisdom. You have to start out in the mailroom. That's the point. You have to be mentored. You have to first learn how it's done. You track anyone down who is doing anything that you perceive to be interesting, successful, or helpful in the world, and you will learn that they first had to learn the conventional wisdom about whatever it is they're doing. You have to start with the rules in order to break them. I mean, for example, there's a great book out there that was written many years ago called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. The conventional wisdom is, get a great education, follow the higher education rule, and become a good employee. And yet the entire precipice of this book is once you learn this, you'll see that the rich dad is actually the one who was not formally educated, and the poor dad was the one who has all the letters behind his name. And yet from a financial and business perspective, it is the quote-unquote uneducated rich dad that creates this formal, new, post-conventional perspective. It subverts... What everyone in the group thinks says, well, if you're gonna be successful, you need to get an education. And they resist that and get an education in a new light, not from a pre-conventional state, but from a post-conventional state. Now, again, it's important <laughs> to state that some conventional wisdom is conventional wisdom because it's good. Right? We wear seat belts when we drive. That's good conventional wisdom because it's necessary. It keeps us safe and healthy and it's good. It's part of Maturity is realizing that this conventional wisdom is good. Some people, though, lack. Maturity just to be different, right? We resist and we call out post conventional wisdom when it's not, right? Oh, I'm a man and I'm going to be different. I'm going to challenge, you know, this group think and I resist anyone, the authority. And so I don't need you. Well, great. We'll tell stories about you at your funeral. You're not really smart. You're an idiot. And you're operating from a place of pre conventional wisdom, right? Some people are like, oh, I don't need a spreadsheet. You know, I don't need to understand business concepts. I'll just flow in the muse of the spirit. Well, <laughs> you got to have money in your bank account if you want to have food in your. Ba- belly and listen to the spirit with more reason. See, there is healthy conventional wisdom out there. Please hear me know this. Discipline is valuable. That is conventional wisdom. Conventional wisdom is very clear. It kind of hits you in the face. It's A plus B equals C. Hard work creates opportunity. For example, you know, why is that conventional wisdom? Because it's true. Hard work often does create more opportunities. Part of maturity is realizing that if you rebel against anything from a pre or post-conventional standpoint with the mindset of, well, everybody does it, so I'm against it, you might be concocting a recipe for being a total idiot you may be in resistance and resisting against something that is good and helpful and true and necessary. So understand that. Now, with that said, let's move on to what healthy post-conventional wisdom looks like. Because post-conventional wisdom transcends conventional wisdom. It moves beyond it and yet includes it at the same time. This is important. Post-conventional wisdom is when you have moved beyond the group thing. Not because you have rejected it, but because you've included included and integrated all of the good of the conventional wisdom and moved forward in the process. You're just leaving behind certain elements that no longer serve you or whatever it is that you're doing. It's important, friends, to understand this. It takes the best of conventional wisdom and keeps going. Our growth typically happens, I think, through disruption of conventional wisdom when it no longer works for us. And we throw our hands up and we ask, huh, is there a better way? You see, pre-conventional wisdom is just ignorance. It hasn't done the hard work of even learning what conventional wisdom is. So pre-conventional wisdom is rooted in ignorance. Post-conventional wisdom is rooted in integration. So you may be challenging the group thing, not because you're against conventional wisdom, but because you've gone through conventional wisdom and it failed you in certain ways. So you had to keep going, but you've integrated it and all of the good and you kept going, okay? So we're still wearing our seatbelts. Does that make sense? Now, let me take this a step further. Here's the twist. Sometimes pre-conventional wisdom and post-conventional wisdom look very similar because they both resist the way everybody does it. You may see people using the similar language or form or symbols, but they're actually coming from two very different developmental states. Here's an example. Healthcare, right? The 400-pound man refusing to listen to the doctor when he goes into conventional medicine doesn't want to listen to the doctor, and so he resists and does his own thing. And we would say, well, from a wisdom standpoint, if you want to live a long healthy life you're going the wrong direction that's pre-conventional but then there's a post-conventional aspect right we talk about healthcare versus sick care this is my wife's perspective right she's in what's called functional nutrition functional medicine and we talk about conventional medicine and we talk about post-conventional or nutrition medicine that medicine is not just the pills we take they can serve a great purpose but oftentimes when you look at healthcare which which maybe sick care is like plugging holes into a wall that is falling down. So, so much of medicine can actually be the food we eat. And so have a post-conventional perspective in this. So friends, when the conventional wisdom of your tribe no longer works for you, and you begin to step outside of that and live different with a new compass, you might actually find yourself experiencing deep loneliness. I mean, for those of you who understand the Jesus tradition, one of the most common phrases Jesus would say is this, you have heard it said, but I tell you, you have heard it said, conventional wisdom, like an eye for an eye, but I tell you, post-conventional wisdom, turn the other cheek. Love your enemy and forgive them. I know everybody says this is how it works, but I tell you, this is is how it works better. I know everybody's playing this game, but I'm telling you to play a different game, not because you turned your back on the tribe, but you have to leave it because you need to keep going because the conventional wisdom wasn't as big and wide and compassionate and expansive and whole enough for where you are headed. Friends, this is true in business, in art, in spirituality, in academia, in healthcare. I mean, it's that moment when that conventional wisdom no longer is serving the thing you're doing and it ends up boxing you in and you need to be able to break out of that mold. Now, I want to speak to you about those of you who are raised in a tribe who might be angry with your tribe, angry with your mentor, with your family, or with that place that trains you, angry with that church or government that you used to lean into and now you're wondering how it all works. Here's the thing you have to understand to make peace with conventional wisdom is absolutely essential if you're going to grow toward post conventional wisdom. So the move to make is to answer this question. Was there anything good in that tribe that you had learned? Like what can you take away with you as you move forward? Maybe you learned that the idea of right and wrong from your tribe. Now maybe your idea and sense of right and wrong is different than that tribe but you learned the concept from them. Maybe conventional wisdom. Gave you a moral compass and now you keep going. Maybe conventional wisdom taught you discipline, and maybe it taught you impulse control, right? The goal is to say, okay, this helped me, this shaped me, and now I'm grateful for it and I want to integrate it as I move forward. Whenever I meet someone and they're upset about the tribe or training or church or government that they grew up in, you know, I always tell them, hey, name one thing you got out of it. And when they tell me nothing, I go, Really, nothing. Even if it was you learned what not to do. <laughs> right? Then you learn something, you have some tools in your tool belt that you can move from conventional to healthy post-conventional wisdom. I mean, for example, puberty, right? How many of you listening have gone through puberty by show of hands? Oh, look at that. <laughs> Excellent. 100% of us. Do you wish you could skip puberty? <laughs> Absolutely. Do you want to go through puberty again? No way. You know, a little wobbly in there. Wouldn't you agree? Puberty worked on you for a while and then thank God you kept going. But you're not angry with puberty. You don't want to go back there. You've made peace with it. You wouldn't be where you are today without those awkward years of puberty. The developmental move is similar to this. So friends, as we close today, my question to leave you with is this. What conventional wisdom are you holding onto that just isn't working anymore? And how can you move forward to post-conventional wisdom in a healthy way? That question is a million-dollar question worth integrating and discussing within your own tribe. Cheers for now. Thanks for listening to the Matt Morgan Coaching Podcast. Subscribe below, share it with your friends, and if you want to take your life, love, or leadership to the next level, check us out online at mattmorgan.com.